my name is Ellie Isherwood, I am a personal trainer and I decided to create this podcast so that I could make a space where I could talk fitness, feelings and feminism. So on today's podcast I have a very special guest, Joe McAvoy, my BFF. Say hello Joe. Hi. Hey, Hi. so I will do a little bit of an intro on Joe because He's so shy and bashful that God forbid he spoke about himself. (laughs) (laughs) So me and Joe have known each other since we were like 11, 12. We went to the same high school together. And we've more or less been joined at the hip since. Um, He is a performer, singer, dancer, actor, worked on cruise ships and is just an all-around superstar. Thank you. I think I've covered most yeah, most. Most there, haven't yeah. I? So, you, is there anything you have to... Have I missed anything else? No, you've pretty much got me in a nutshell there. <laughs> so, Joe is here to talk about... Um, well, basically, Joe is a gay man. <gasps> I didn't know. I know, shock, <laughs> horror. Shock, horror. No. I hope you're all sat down while you were listening <laughs> to that. So yeah, Joe is gay. He came out when he was around 18. And I've got a man to discuss today about how he's found being in the gym as a gay man. And also, I'm sure Joe won't mind me saying, because we're gonna, he knows we're going to talk about this, I'm not just springing this on him. Um, Joe in the past has struggled with his weight. And he's just going to talk about the effects of that struggle. Struggled with his weight is an understatement. (laughs) Yeah. So we're on FaceTime recording this because obviously COVID's Mm -hmm. a thing. And um, that's why I was giggling because I saw his face. Um, So we'll just delve right in. Um, A bit of a broad question, but how do you feel as a gay man in the gym? Oh, that is a broad question. it's, It's changed over the years. Um, yeah. So, like you said, I obviously struggled massively with weight for a long time. When we met, I was like severely on the edge of diabetes. Um, I used wow. to see a dietitian. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, fun facts. <laughs> I go around spreading it. Surprise you here. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually used to see a dietitian. Um, I think by the time I was eleven, I was um, twelve stone something, which for an eleven-year-old is not. A healthy weight i'm also pretty short i was even shorter back then so i didn't carry it well um so i wasn't able to disguise the puppy fat everyone was like it's puppy fat you'll grow out of it and i was like when is it going to take me 15 years or um but no we're, we're okay um but yeah so i actually started the gym when i was 11 um i started the gym that and is so early i know i was actually just past the threshold of having to do the kids classes that you used to be able to do oh like a teen gym yeah and and um i've always sort of had like a little sort of i don't even mind talking about this like a little bit of social anxiety in the sense of i hated meeting new people i never um really i didn't start dance classes till i was older yeah because um, which i'm sure people who are listening to this that actually know yeah will be shocked to hear yeah, about you even having social anxiety. Yeah, it's not because something Because you've come across so confident. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> um, no, it, 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 it was sort of just as it really stemmed from being a child, I, I really, because of my weight, hated going to, um, you know, I wouldn't get put in any dance classes. I didn't do anything sort of active when I was a kid because I just... 
didn't want to. I was too worried about meeting new people. I had my sort of school circle, and that was enough, uh, which you were a part of, yeah. obviously, um, and that was enough. Um, so I actually started the gym just past the threshold of having to go to, like, kids' classes. Um, and I, yeah, I used to go to the gym every night after school with my parents, um, me dad or me mum. But loved them to pieces, but they didn't have the best idea on how to handle a, you know, overweight sort of nutrition plan. Um, yeah. They they tried their best to get me to eat normal food that humans should eat, and I would, was just constantly a... I was a secret eater. So, um, so I'd go... So did your mum and dad know about your... Ex- like, obviously, you said you're a secret eater, but would they shots like did they know that you were eating secretly i think did they know that you were snacking or they i think the thing with the older generation is they're not too clued up on especially like this was like 2007 so i don't really think nutrition plans have have been a you know i didn't know what my fitness pal was until like the past year so it was back in 2007 although it wasn't that long ago Although I am feeling quite old, we did start school then. Um, no, stop. <laughs> we we, we didn't sick. have apps. We didn't have cal- calorie counting apps. So all your calories... <laughs> my mum used to make me do it on a notepad. And she used to make me write oh down God. everything I ate. And obviously I was just secretly not writing down certain things. And I was just severely overweight. So they did try. But they, you know, I'd get back from the gym and, you know, my dad would think, oh, it's fine to have half a pizza. You've just worked it off. Obviously that's not the case. Um, mm. So... Yeah, so I I used to have to get taken to the gym, and um, I used to go to a really quiet gym around um, the corner from my house, and I I sort of had the confidence there because it was generally just older men and women that went. There was never really anyone around our age or even a little bit older than us. It was just older men and women, so I didn't really get too, like, concerned with anyone judging me. Um, so do you feel more like anxious around people of like our own age group like definitely more and that's sort of where it stems from so like obviously now i have have struggled i started the gym at such an early age so you'd think the gym would be sort of second nature to me no it's actually like quite like my confidence with it decreased sort of more over the years i obviously got older and lost a lot of weight and got into fitness more um but I would avoid the gym at any cost I could because I just felt like I was constantly being sort of scrutinised in there. I think that's sort of, even to this day as a 25-year-old man, that sort of overweight 11, 12-year-old boy still lives in me, as it does yeah. with a lot of people who've suffered with weight problems or any sort of other issues in their life. It sort of still lives in me. So I, you know, seemingly look probably okay body-wise, and I walk into the gym, I fit you into... fantastic. Thank you. Stop flirting with me. We're on a podcast. I can't help it. Okay. Um, just <laughs> carry on. Um, no, so I, I walk into the gym and I'll still feel that, like, you know, if I go up to the weights, the weight section, like, it's just so testosterone fueled. all these lads will be looking yeah. at me. And now, added to the fact that I'm actually a gay man, it's, it's, it's more like, is it obvious that I come across that way? Um, which I don't think it's, is a problem, you know. I'm not walking into the gym with a rainbow flag wrapped around me and a, a 
pair of high heels <laughs> only on, on Saturdays only on Saturdays <laughs> only when it's quieter um, but again not that I'm saying there's an issue with that if some people want to do that and I was, got that's the what I was just going to say like it's mad how you added on then obviously you've had all your insecurities from childhood which I will go back on to because there's a few things I want to ask you mm-hmm. in relation to that but you saying then like and obviously I'm a gay man in the gym and I don't know the thought just came into my head of like and yeah like not in a dismissive way but more of I just it's mad I'm so glad that not to like blow my own trumpet but that I'm open-minded enough mm-hmm. to think I just don't see the issue of you being being I don't see where sexuality no, comes into and to be honest the gym probably, but obviously that is an insecurity of yours yeah, being around testosterone filled not a lot of people probably do those lads on the big weight machines probably don't you know care at all yeah they're probably not even bothered that like we've talked about it before people go to the gym to do their own thing and i have now mm-hmm. sort of recently gotten to a point where i'm like do you know what you're right get over yourself pluck up the courage just go and do what you need to do for yourself <clears throat> um but i think it does sort of stem from that overweight kid like i do worry like now i've got i feel a little bit like you know i'm not i'm not by no means skinny but I've not got the muscle mass of someone going up using the free weights and stuff, so I I struggle with the confidence to go and do it. Um, but like you say, and there's no, there's no you know if anyone did walk yeah. into the gym with a rainbow flag wrapped around them and a pair of high heels, I'd just sort of be like, oh, go you, fair play, good confidence yeah. on you. And I think I think it's as well like when you said then about like not having the muscle mass and stuff to do body weights. Like, firstly, you have been loved. And are loved to whatever size you are. Mm-hmm. That has never changed who you are as a person. Like, like not to get too deep. At least, point of this but, podcast is to make me cry. <laughs> so I try know, and break down know, that barrier. It's, <laughs> it's, it's true though. Like, I've never thought of you as like because obviously I've known you through all them stages. My feelings towards you have never differed throughout how you look on the outside. Obviously. If you, if like obviously you mentioned how like you know you were borderline diabetic, obviously changes needed to be made in that sense for health purposes, but being insecure to go into a gym and use the weights that just makes me feel sad because firstly I am not here to tell people that they should not change how their body looks because that is everyone's own prerogative. Mm-hmm. I just want people to question why they're wanting to change how they look, and in terms of you saying I don't feel muscly enough to lift weights. You don't have to be mostly to lift weights. No. It stems from, um, I, you know, I work in theatre. <coughs> I've worked in theatre for, um, I've worked on cruise ships for the past three years and I've been, um, you know, being in, involved in the sort of theatrical scene for, for years now. Um, and it, part of that is lifting girls. You know, I don't look like I could, but I could lift a girl quite well. Oh, you've dancer. lifted me Thank many you. a times. Well, you know, skinny mini. Um but like <laughs> I, I lift sort of girls of different stature, <laughs> different heights, different weights, different like body types. So I'm used to my fair share of lifting, you know, mm-hmm. good good amount of, of weight. Um but you within the theatre industry, if you're not if you're a dancer, which I'm not specifically a dancer, I'm obviously more of a singer and actor. But as a dancer, if you aren't ripped and you don't have muscles, you're more likely to not get work because 
every dance job wants. You know, you look at boys on X Factor, you'll very rarely see a boy of a normal job. In fact, uh, of a normal size, sorry. In fact, I recently was watching like a music video from a TV show, I can't remember what it was, and there was a, a boy, a, a male dancer on it that looked like me, but just dark haired and a bit different. He was it's short. Always nice, I he was think, a little bit when you like, see someone yeah. in yourself. And he was he was a little bit like I hate this word, but like probably tubbier than the average ripped dancer. And I hate that word because I'm not very yeah. toned. Like that's all he was. He had a he was a normal size. He was a great dancer. So it was sort of weird to see that on on like television and be like, oh my god, that's an actual like person that looks like me and is doing that. I've never. I'm not a you know. a full-time dancer that's not what I do that's just sort of part and parcel being in a musical theater career um but you do have to look a certain way and the, the pressure of that so that's why I think when I go to the gym I always relate it to as well we live in quite a small town I'd say there's about yeah. five or six gyms in this town maybe mm. like two three really prominent ones um sort of main chain gyms rather than attached to like hotels or recreation centers and you know we live in that small of a town pretty much everyone knows each other or you know of each other so that's another thing that worries me a little bit I'm gonna you know see people and they're gonna sort of laugh and be like that's oh god look it's Joe over there and stuff like that and you think why why I'd come home from the gym and I'd be like why do I even think that like no one is no one is gonna care always what I always tell people as well is you wouldn't come home and be oh my like, god, hundred percent! Oh I saw so and so at the gym. One thousand percent. Or I'd come home and go, hard. "Oh, guess who I saw at the gym today?" Yeah, they were there. That's all I'd say. They were there. Yeah, you would never it was, think. It was, I haven't seen them in ages. Yeah. I would never be like, "Oh my god, did you see Ellie on the treadmill before?" Like, no. Why would you think? Firstly, that? that would never happen. <laughs> no one would ever see me on the treadmill. <laughs> no, but that's it. So, like, but the same sort of pressure that I would have here in yeah. this small town as a as a you know, we live <clears> like. I don't know of many gay people in the the town we we're from. Um, <laughs> I honestly uh, thought you were going to say village. Uh, then. In the, well, to, <laughs> to, quote what, to quote what David Merrion, <laughs> I actually looked like Matt Lucas as the only gay in the village for about <laughs> six years of my life. So, and you know, Ellie Ellie's allowed to joke about that because she knows it so, and it's not uh, that's not me exaggerating. That's genuinely what I look like. Um, but if I lived in London, which is where the huge, the huge theatre scene is and the massive main theatre, it's quite normal for gay guys to go to the gym and like be buff and you know any sort of. And it's weird that we're even having this conversation, but that's just the my insecurities, I suppose, coming from yeah. a small town with sort of maybe some you know pressure of everyone knowing each other's business and things like that and. Maybe I I suffer with a little bit of a small mind sometimes, but but in, inversely, so introvertedly. Sorry, on myself. Yeah, I know what you like mean. Not, I'm not small minded about things. But... It's just insecure. I think it, that is just comes down to self esteem and insecurities Absolutely. because you always baffle me whenever we get talking about being nervous to go in a gym or anything. Because uh, then I think it's... you will literally get on stage and sing in front yeah, of hundreds and, and of that's, people that's, and not bat an eye. You know what? That's funny because I hated meeting new people as a kid. My job now requires me to meet a new group of people. Every couple, you know, I haven't really lived here for the past three years. I've lived in Southampton and worked on cruise yeah. ships. Um, and I have to meet a group of 13 people that I'm going to spend the next seven or eight months with, living with, working with, you know, doing everything with, and then go home, maybe keep in touch, and then meet a brand new 
completely different yeah. set of people the week after and that will be my career till you know i end up retiring from it that's what my life is going to be like meeting these new people so it's funny that i've still got the little bit of social anxiety of walking into a gym which i'll you know yourself i'll avoid at any cost I'll, yeah. I'll openly admit this when i started pt sessions with ellie <clears throat> i used to text her i used to text her when i was outside the door and she'd be like just come in and i'd see that there'd be people there and i would shudder with anxiety i'd be like no so I i'd have to walk. go and collect you just have to go and collect me from the door and i'd just walk in with a cap on pair of glasses <laughs> and a ma- face mask pretending that i was some sort of celebrity not wanting to be seen in, in a gym but you know obviously a bit dramatic but it's just the way you you make yourself feel isn't no. it it is just how it can make people feel and I do, I just, I always find it sad but I can relate to those insecurities because obviously I've spoken over podcasts about how I have insecurities and anxieties around like, I'm using like the air quotation marks but around girly stuff mm-hmm. so I, do, I can relate in that aspect but and this is where I, I laugh always... as well because I like you know you know the term the whole term Spice Boy that we've joked about about yeah. I grew up a Spice Boy huge Spice Girls fan and you know my family were like really really trying to push for me to be that boy so they were like if you're gonna be into the Spice Girls you have to be sporty Spice so I used to get dressed in like Adidas trackies <laughs> Nike shoes and I'd walk around singing Spice Girls songs. basically dress like how I, I do used now. to have full Liverpool kits like the socks the shit the football trainers I didn't I barely played football I think I played football like four times I mean life um but i used to have football kits i used to be the sporty spice and then i'd come home and i'd do a full dance routine on the fireplace in the house so really that me parents see, were just this is what i mean it. like you are so active it is just a different kind of active like if you're saying you don't feel strong in the gym and stuff like that you know it's it's um one pigeonhole of a type of fitness the gym absolutely yeah like so you can dance a whole set in a show totally. when you're on the cruises yeah. back to back lifting girls even just singing whilst moving is exhausting mm-hmm. so it's just different kinds of fitnesses so obviously you know i've told you a million times before but for people listening i would just always say that everybody's in the gym for their own journey yeah. and you're never not enough to try something in the gym so you're never not muscly enough you're never not fit enough mm-hmm. you never and en- en- you never less of anything to get started or to do what you want to do in the gym. Yeah. But um, back on to obviously your struggles in childhood. Because <laughs> who doesn't like talking about struggles. childhood trauma? We're just reopening every <laughs> wound that I sewed up throughout the past 15 years. But okay. <laughs> Therapist on speed dial after this podcast. Yeah, please. No, but what I wanted to ask was, um, and I hope I word this the right way. So you said then about like having to write down your calories and stuff. How would you say your relationship with food is? Like, would you say you have a healthy relationship with food or are you restrictive? Because obviously, you know, I'm going to go in a mad rant. Mm. I think I have a good relationship nowadays. Um, I think I've gotten to the point as I've got older, I am still quite strict with myself because I, you know, when I was in dance college, well, theatre college, I was so slim and like, I've always been quite untoned and I do think that generally comes down to genetics and height. Like my diet was great, but I'm quite a short lad, so it doesn't carry itself well on my body. Um, Also, I don't come from a family of really like stick thin people or anything like that. I come from like quite a uh, a fuller figured family, which I think is fine. And I do think, you know, you can carry it well in some ways. But um, I... 
I've always sort of, since I lost the weight as I got older, I just decided that if you want something, have it. You know, like a, a sort of... Yeah. However... Never again, deprived it, it, Yeah, again, it sort of stems... Like, that's another thing. Like, I don't like eating in front of people on my own, um, which is so strange. Like, I'd never go to, like... Oh, my God, I actually remember that in school. Yeah, like, I don't, like... We used to go to school, and I would wait for people to sit down with us. We used to have a big table, a group of, like, sort of probably, like, 10 to 20 of us, I would Which say. makes us sound extremely we'd, popular. <laughs> we were not. We, we were also the kids that were playing Manhunt till we were 19 in the, in the forest. Everyone's drinking at a park and we're playing Manhunt. Yeah, everyone's having, like, 21st birthdays and we were playing squash tomato on a slide. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we look at us now, we're having the best time. Um, I know. But, yeah, I used to wait people to I always remember I was always the first I was in the um the sort of lower set group out of the friendship group and I used to get let out first because the teachers couldn't bear teaching us anymore and they were like you're all just <laughs> stupid so we're sending you away um it's, uh, I, but you know I do not like I, how uh, you spoke about yourself I ended in this up podcast. with the first class degree so I'm all right with that but exactly um, yeah I used to be the first out and I'd sit on the table our big long we used to have this big huge table and I'd sit there and I would wait until like a good four people were sat down till I ate. You know, people would queue up for food, and it was an, yeah. it was a real thing. And <clears> if <throat> any of our of our old friends who used to sit with us are listening, they'll probably be like, "Oh my god, I remember how much how strange Joe yeah. was." But obviously, when you're like aged, sort of like fourteen to to sixteen in high school, you don't really open up and talk about those things, especially as a boy. No, not at all. You know, especially as a boy, like it was very. I was one of the only boys. I think I was one of like four boys that were were in our like sort of circle at yeah. that time and I wouldn't like really if anyone was like why'd you wait there I was just like oh I just like you know I like to be like polite and wait for people no it wasn't it was absolute bull I just it was just because I was too scared to eat in front of people yeah. on my own because I still felt even at a normal size and a normal weight I still felt which I think that this the term normal is a silly term to use because I think you know I was gonna. I was just any, gonna say, any, like, there is no has, normal. Yeah, there's no. When normal. you were healthier. When I was healthier <clears> compared to when I wasn't, um, I just was too worried to to eat in front of people, and that's still a thing. Like, obviously, like I say, working on cruise ships, I obviously live on the cruise ship, and I, I will I will wait until people are are ready to eat till I do. So I will knock on every single so cast member's door and be like, "Anyone want to go for lunch or something?" I've usually ate before people have sat down. Well. It's just a it's just a weird thing, isn't it? It's the way I sort of like grew up with it. But yeah. Um, but but again, a gym on a cruise ship, I'll go wherever. I'll use any weights. Yeah, so. I remember you saying this, and I think it obviously because you said to me about how um, when you're on a in the gym at a cruise ship, you feel confident. Yeah. And you don't mind going to the gym on yeah. your own there when you cruise ship. And I think that all comes down to comfort zone yeah, it's like probably the fact that you had different people coming in and out mm -hmm. because obviously the cruise you constantly get a different intake of people yeah. but i do think it all comes down to comfort zones and i think because you were the star of the show obviously when you're on the cruise so wow. that probably just gives you a bit of an ego boost as it is which um is amazing <laughs> but it's just one of them where like it would be lovely to see you have that same confidence in a gym. Yeah. Obviously, in our small town. Totally, yeah. Which I think you could do easily. Yeah, I think it's not easily. Sorry, but I think it could. I think it could happen. Yeah, pre-pandemic, it was it was getting back there. 
I was like, oh, I can yeah. go to the gym now. I'm happy to go by myself, you know, do do anything I want. Um, I, I do try and avoid, like, the busier times because it's still sort of, like, a little bit, oh. But, um, yeah. yeah, but, like, sorry, we digress. Like, yes, my relationship with food is quite healthy. I, I, but I believe in treating yourself and I don't believe in calling it treating yourself. If That's you, good, because obviously you that want, could have took a different turn. Totally. If you If you want to have a, you know, a piece of cake, have the cake, you know. Or the who, whole cake. Who the, oh, well, that's me and you. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> that's me and you. But have the cake, like, just be aware of what your intake is and how you're yeah. going to fix that. So I know, for example, last night I had I had pizza. I had a couple of slices of pizza after being really healthy all day. I was still within my calories. I probably went over a couple. But I just knew that today yeah. I just needed to do an extra workout, a little bit of an extra workout to to burn those calories off oh god she's looking at me disappointedly i yeah. know that he is getting a disapproving look there but we we're running out of time so i can't shout at him properly but to wrap it up what i would say about those kind of eating habits is obviously and i'll do podcasts at a later date more about this and i'll probably have you on again joe because i think we have so much that we could talk about yeah. but like there is no such thing as good or bad food no that doesn't exist no. and you do not need to do a workout to burn out or to justify what you've just eaten. Just enjoy food, enjoy life, exercise for the health benefits. So them endorphins, getting fitter. Don't exercise it as a punishment for what you've ate. Okay, ignore what I said. So that's Joe. That's but Joe. That, yeah. But I do generally. Do not listen I was, to Joe. I was actually doing the workout just to keep fit while we're in lockdown. You know, that's my sort of, of saviour. So I promise. I promise. Okay, good. Half a promise. No, but that is good. But. It has been lovely having you on. Thank you so much. I wish we could see and each other And I definitely have to do it again so. because that time flew. I know. I know. I know. Can't wait to have you back in my arms. I think next time we do it, we should do it with some alcohol and a uh, in person. Oh my God, that will be a different <laughs> kind of podcast. Please Health put in the comments below if you want to hear a... Uh, put in the comments <laughs> below if you want to hear a drunken podcast. Every like equals a shot. <laughs> <laughs> No, but thank you all for listening and thank you for coming and talking to me, Joe. It has been a pleasure. And yeah, love you big time. Illy, Illy SM. <laughs>